Welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Canyas, and we're recording in both video and audio today. And today I have with me Meg McKean. I always say Meg McQueen, but it's actually Meg McKean. I'm looking at your LinkedIn right now. In her third appearance in Profiles in Risk, she was nice enough to warn me that she's been here before because otherwise I would have not realized that. <laughs> uh, Meg, how's it going today? I'm doing I'm doing all right. I feel like these days we have to qualify. Um, I am fine. I am healthy. The people I love are healthy. So I will, I will go with that for the moment. You are absolutely right. I, I, I have kind of the same thing. I, I'm actually doing really well through this mess. Uh, partially, uh, well, my boss asked about two weeks ago how I'm doing. And I, and I, said, I said healthy and employed. And it really comes down to that, right, ultimately. And I'm thankful for that. But even beyond that, I happen to have a really good setup where, where uh, myself and my girlfriend, we're used to working from home. We've been doing it for the last two years. So we have good setups, right? We're not those people that are, that are working from, a, for, for, from an hourly board or something crazy like that, killing your, your back. Uh, also, the, the, the other thing is we, we don't have kids. So, so we're not one of those people who, who is homeschooling, which is also really, really hard, right? Uh, and, and, and then third, I have this beautiful window. So I get natural light all day. Uh, so, so, so yeah, I actually have it really, really good right now. But, but in client calls, you never and, – and, and my clients in my day job, uh, most of them are in the Northeast. So they're right in the heart of this mess. And I have to be very careful with, 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 with every call to keep that in mind. When they ask me how I'm doing, like – so I, I completely hear you. Uh, yeah. So, 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 so May, uh, super quick summary of what you do, uh, and, and we'll include – a link to, to, to that episode in the show notes. Uh, but your company is uh, Adjunct Advisors. Yes. And whenever I look at that name, I always think claims, but you guys are not claims. So, so, so what, 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 what do you do? No, I live on the sales side of the business. Uh, I work with independent and agents of all types to help them to grow in their confidence and their knowledge as they sell insurance products. And more recently have developed a more narrow focus to serve women in that position for two reasons. One, there aren't enough of us who are on the front line selling insurance. It's a very honorable and noble and uh, profession we're well suited to succeed in. Um, and number two, I am one. So we speak the same language, approach the business in a similar way. So it's a much more natural alignment for me. So um, yeah, it's, it's very gratifying work. It's hard work, especially right now as I'm working one-on-one -on -one with my clients. I straddle that line between personal development and professional development. And up until six weeks ago, it was heavy professional development. We were talking about sales. We were talking about pipelines. We were talking about strategies and particular deals, which I'm certainly happy to talk about now. It's a much more emotional discussion. So I'm, I'm really holding space for conversations about what it means to work in our industry right now, what it means to be in the position to have to deliver bad news or news that your client might not agree with or be happy to hear. And then also straddle that line again with our personal lives, which we're all navigating at the same time that our business lives are changing in a big way. So it's, it's heavy work. Um, I said, in one of my past conversations with Nick that this alignment between my work and my beliefs and frankly, my heart has never been more clear. And I'm, 
I am where I am meant to be right now, but I'm a small business owner. So if you've been <laughs> paying any attention to what's going on in the world and in the economy, uh, it's a tough time and I am not immune to that. I'm, I'm practicing gratitude and counting my blessings every day, um, but it's tough and I'm feeling it and it's tough. I'm, I'm not going to lie. So this it, is great. It, it's, it, 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 could, it could be a lot worse. Uh, you, you, you could have gone for a restaurant. Uh, I know, right? It, it, I know. right or, or some other like brick and mortar type thing, which we're recording right now on, on uh, what should be tax day, and it's not. Uh, on, on April 15th, uh, 2020, in the heart of the, uh, of, of the coronavirus mess. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, 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 but you, you, you serve, uh, small businesses that, that are kind of in, in the forefront, right? Many have retail opera operations. I think most small agencies are, are kind of retail focused or, or operations. So, so, so yeah, your clientele is definitely getting hit, which is going to affect your business. No way, no way around it. Yeah. Um, small business is the backbone of our industry as, as much as we might not want to deal with it, so to speak, because it's not high revenue generating. It is, a large part of many agencies' books of business. So we are very um, hands-on, or we should be right now. Mm. This is the time when they need us the most. Uh, one of my earliest mentors in the business who was an agent himself um, always said, it's at the time of paying claims that you actually sell insurance. It's oh, absolutely. Not, it's not at the table when you're pitching and making proposals. It's, it's at this time. And so this is a, a time when we need to lean in hard um, to empathy and feeling and compassion and care and kindness and patience and all of those things that as salespeople, we are not naturally driven to lean into. We're just not, you know, we can be aggressive and we can be um, forceful and loud and boisterous. And unfortunately, those are not emotions that the world is very receptive to these days. So it's everyone is experiencing this in a different way. And to be able to be a mirror and a sounding board for my clients right now has been uh, really gratifying um, for me and, and obviously helpful for them. But when we have our, our backward, you know, our 2020 vision, as we call it, looking back, you know, armchair quarterbacking, what would we say looking back? And I think we're going to recognize across the board that there isn't a single industry that's not impacted. There's not a single person that's not impacted, even if your job is quote unquote safe. And even if you are quote unquote healthy, um, our lives will be different for this. And so how we react and how we behave right now will really set the tone for what that looks like. So and and that is a perfect transition to to uh, today's topic and the the reason that 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 uh, that well we were exchanging emails a couple of days ago I was like you just talked your way into uh, or was it I don't remember if it was on the phone or email I think it was email you just talked your way in, in, into a podcast uh, I was actually on the phone uh, basically what what I, what I I think that 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 can you still hear me yeah. Okay. The world will will be different uh, in, in the post-coronavirus, kind of like after 9-11, the world was different after 9-11. And even after 2009, the world was different afterwards. 
uh, I think that the world will, will be different and we have a, a chance to, to build a better world. And, and, and I think in, in some ways we'll end up with a better world, especially when it comes to remote work, uh, when it comes to, to having less needless commutes and, and you know, the, the carbon that, that is burnt for those commutes and the stress that people go through. And, and you're right, like, like, like right now is the time to, to figure it out, uh, how, to, how to make it work, right? And uh, we're seeing shining examples of companies of all sizes that, that are making it work. And then we're seeing some horror stories of the things not to do, right? And those are exactly, uh, I wanted to kind of, kind of like shine a light on the shining examples and then talk about what we can learn for, for, from, the, from the bad examples so that we can help people avoid those, those mistakes. Uh, I, I live in the carrier space, and, and uh, not only do I come from the carrier space, but in my, in my day job with Jacobson, I, my clients are carriers. I, I sell uh, temporary staffing services to carriers. And in the last few weeks, pretty much every client ha has said that they successfully transitioned to being 100% remote. And, and they're surprised that it worked out, but, but they did, right? Um, and, and that's fantastic, right? The, the, the thing is now, how do you do that well right so so what what are you seeing for, for the so your clients are generally smaller right uh, just by who they are uh, uh, agents and brokers tend to be smaller than, than carriers right a small carrier has several hundred people usually uh, so so agencies what, what's what's the average size that, that you work with like 15 20 people kind of thing that are slightly larger, but it does okay. run the gamut. And people, it's interesting, you know, you, you set out to solve a certain problem and you think you know how it's going to go and then you learn and, mm -hmm. and I'm continuing to learn. So I thought that I would largely be retained by the firm itself. What I'm finding right now in this current environment is that salespeople are reaching out individually to work with me because what they need, they're not getting from the traditional corporate offering, which right? so, is yeah, yeah not surprising and, right. and heartbreaking so there's this shift that i've been seeing and and frankly was a, a catalyst for why i'm doing what i'm doing in the way that i'm doing it that professional um, growth and development is now being led by the individual rather than the company so instead of the company saying here's a three-day training go to this training the actual individual contributor is saying, I'm going to this training and I'm charging it to my expense account, or I'm going, I want and to just work out of pocket, this. either out of pocket or then, you know, working behind the scenes to get some sort of a reimbursement. So and, and that, that goes to the very heart of why we started insurance nerds. Ba basically the, the, the idea that, that you are in charge of your, of your own career. Yep. And, uh, you know, for, 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 for those, for millennials, we know this, we've always known this, uh, this is no surprise. I think some of the older Gen Xers grew up in, in the, in the world where, where, where the company really kind of guided your career. And then you got thrown into the reality by the time you got to kind of your, your early middle career that that's not the way the world works now. Right. Uh, and it, it's, it's hard. And yeah, you do have to kind of to very much invest in, in, in your own and, 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 and figure out how to get reimbursed when you can, but, but really focus on investing in yourself because uh, as the, the companies and especially on the agency side, it's, and, 
And in the agency side, especially with producers, it seems that nobody has any idea how to train producers. Like number one, in fact, that Jacob's number one call we get that we can't help with is helping find producers. The one thing we don't do staffing wise. Yeah. Uh, so I don't so, blame you. I mean, it's tough. It's a tough, it's a tough job once you're in it, let alone trying to attract someone to do it because we have not the best success rate. That's not what we're here to talk about. Let's focus. <laughs> this is, I love, I love the talk, oh. right? I love the conversation and we could talk all day. So you mentioned the transition, right? So step mm. one was getting all of the physical bodies and all of the physical equipment set up at home. And I think as an industry, we can pat ourselves on the back that we did that. We did it quickly. All of that preconceived idea that it wasn't possible, it's possible. And, and we're, I think some of the lag will be, do we have all the security measures in place? Are we actually, you know, is data secure? That's kind of like part B of this whole mm -hmm. experiment, which is what it really is. But so we've got the bodies in place, but we still do the jobs that we do. And some of them lend themselves really well to remote and some of them don't. And what I'm finding is I, I get this great sort of bird's eye view on what's going on in agencies in particular. And I've, I've had this by virtue of what I do. So I'm a safe space where people can talk about the realities of the workplace. And as much as we like to think it's, I closed five deals and I've got 16 in my pipeline, it's actually more like I can't get my account manager to support me and help me get this deal done. I don't know how to approach my boss because I feel like I'm being undercompensated or I feel like I don't have his support or his confidence. These are really powerful how to navigate the workplace type discussions. And so then you add this layer now of we're all remote. And so we can leverage technology. We're on Zoom right now. I've been a big fan of Zoom for a long time. I think we're getting to a point now, it's week five of this work from home model. I think we're feeling a little bit of Zoom burnout. Um, I was on it for eight hours yesterday, like not necessarily in a row, but you uh -huh. know, it's a lot of Zoom time. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna uh, sugarcoat it. And as someone who was very protective of my time and created strong boundaries about when I was face-to-face -face versus when I would have um, phone meetings and Zoom meetings, those lines have become very blurred. So I'm having to Interesting. kind of now, bring now that, that now, back in. Now that there's no in-person meetings, you're, you're, you're having an overload of, of uh, everybody wants to do them via video. Yeah. And I love it, right? I love it on okay. one hand. People are coming out of the woodwork. We've got this gift of time and we've got this gift of the sense of giving. You know, any of us who are in a consulting role right now, what do we have that we can offer for low to no cost? to continue to add value in a time when our own pipelines have largely dried up. That's just mm -hmm. the reality. The capital that's out there that was previously invested in training is now being fed. Always the to, first thing to go. Exactly, right? So I would argue that training salespeople is not a luxury. However, that's how it's viewed uh, on a balance sheet, right? So, mm -hmm. so we're all kind of settling in. We're all positioning. But what I'm finding in all of the conversations I'm having is that other people are experiencing this, this Zoom fatigue, I've heard it called. And I've seen some really interesting things work, but it, it brings up this question. One of the things we have when we work together personally, physically, is small talk and banter and inside jokes. And 
it's really hard to convey that in 15 minute increments over a web conference. It can be done, but you have to work at it. So what I'm seeing is particularly a lot of middle, middle managers, so not C-suite and not frontline, but they're continuing with business as usual as though it's business as usual, and it's not. Um, I'm, I'm seeing you know toddlers in the background and dogs barking, and, and that's the reality when we've moved our office mm-hmm. into our home. Our office is now our home. Our home is now our office, and those those lines are really blurry right now. And without so, having had a chance to design, right? I was really lucky that my my life was very carefully designed for work from home. Most people were thrust to work from home without the ability to get the right furniture, the right, right yeah. you know, setup, and uh, the right separation from from the family. Yeah, exactly. And I'm in the same boat as you. I I don't have any um, children or pets, and I'm I'm currently single, so I'm not. I'm not sheltered in place with a partner. Um, my reality is very different. But imagine if if now you're working from home managing a team of underwriters and you're also homeschooling. I mean, this is the reality for some people and and we know this, right? Everyone for, is for, for most people, yeah. For yeah. for most working age professionals. And this is we're all you and I are the exception. in some way. So we can't take the prior this worked for me before. And so therefore it will work for me in this new environment because nothing about this new environment is, is normal. So um, we agree on that. What I, what I get out of this bird's eye view are these amazing sound bites where I'm hearing middle managers that are having to report their time in like 30 minute increments back to their leader. And they're having to do that not just for themselves, but for their team members as well. And so they're spending hours and hours and hours of their week literally justifying their existence while the projects that they've been working on and the leading that they've been doing of their team sits on the sideline. So it's fascinating to me that these were leaders and it's interesting leader manager, right? Like we're really figuring out now who the managers are and who the leaders are and there was a, a moment in my long winding work history where I was managing a team that was largely remote. And my, my style was to lead rather than manage. So I viewed my role for them as clearing the path. What's in your way to getting where you want to go and how can I remove that for you? Rather than telling you what to do. And, and of course, you have to set expectation. That's, that's part of being a good manager and people expect that of you. Um, but understanding the different work styles of all of your contributors and then leaning into them when you can, instead of expecting everyone to conform to your rules, uh, is there, it's, it's requiring the flexing of different muscles right now, especially for middle managers. So I'm, I'm a rambler, Tony, so feel free. Uh, no, no worries. Call, uh, it, I, <laughs> call the time out. It, it blew me away. That, that story of, of, of the now remote middle manager being forced to submit 15-minute detail, right, of the whole, of the whole eight-hour day for them and, 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 their, and their team. Uh, what incredible lack of trust, right, and, and uh, lack of leadership. And, and, and instead of that, like, like, like dictionary definition of micromanagement. Yeah. And you're gaining nothing, right? Like, no. it, 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 right? That, that that person's probably spending half their work day getting that thing done, 
and not actually moving anything forward, not actually that that, that is insane. And, and and I can totally see, especially in the agency space, I, I I've met so many uh long time agency principles and you were talking early earlier uh, about how the business has become a lot of of uh, coaching uh, women in, in insurance uh, that is exactly the opposite of, of the, right, the, the the traditional agency principle today is, is the you know 65 year old white male who grew up in a very different world uh, and and rose to to have his own agency and all the tools that worked 30 years ago, thoroughly useless in a world where, where you don't even have your employees physically present, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, like, just go ahead and retire. Honestly, like, like if, 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 if you're, <laughs> that's, that's my piece of advice. You probably don't listen to privacy risk, but, but uh, if your go-to or the one tool you feel comfortable with is, and you're an agency principal or like like senior leader it is telling your middle managers report everybody's use of time by the 50 minute increments. Here, yeah. but here's the thing. So I hear that and I'm I'm with you. It's ridiculous. It's classic micromanagement. Um, when I think about how I'm navigating my own business and how you are in your business and all of the people I know that are are somehow connected to our industry right now. We're all figuring it out as we go. And um, so nobody has the rule book, right? You know, I do a lot of writing on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm very much about the feelings right now, not necessarily about the tactics because the tactics are all a guess. We don't know. We don't know that this five-step system is going to work or that 12-step that whatever is going to work. And we're craving that very tangible knowledge because that feels accessible. If I do these 10 things, then I'm going to be okay and it's going to be paradise and it's all going to be fine. So sometimes I think we put this false expectation on leadership that they should have all the answers. And so hopefully they have enough uh, emotional credibility with their team and trust that we do look to them for guidance and they're right. What I realized with that particular individual is there's an emotion behind that micromanagement. I don't know what it is. I don't oh, know that the, person. I, I, that's, the, it's probably some fear. It's probably well, anxiety. Yeah. It's right. It's so it's, they're grasping for yeah. control. Yeah. Uh, right. In, in, in a world that, that is right now not giving them any, right. It, yeah. it, 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 their job had become harder and harder and harder over the last decade in that your people might be in the office, but they might not be engaged in the actual job, which wasn't the case before. Right. I talk about that a lot in, in my generational uh, talks uh, that you can't manage anymore by, by body and seat time. Now you don't even have body and seat time, right? Uh, and and I, I liked the the two things from what you just said. I, I really liked and, and uh, it kind of shines a light of or, or how my own employer is doing it well. Uh, one of them was the the there is no guidebook. Right, and, and there is a little bit of a, of a guide of a guidebook. Uh, some tech companies have been nice enough to release kind of the the their like how to manage people at home thing. Uh, so we have that, but but you're right, we don't know what's going to work in today's environment. I I, I right, uh, we've had to to reinvent the, in my own world. We've had to reinvent 
the the verbiage, the voicemail, the email, the the the, the marketing that, that we send out to 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 our clients and, and prospects, because the the old version that didn't mention the current situation uh, sounds uh, out of touch and and uh, sounds uh, disconnected and insensitive, tone, right? Tone to, deaf. To tone, exactly. Tone deaf. Exactly. It sounds tone deaf. Yeah. And then the new theories on what might work and what might not yep. are unproven. But the emotional piece, you can pretty much bet that anybody you're dealing with right now, whether it's an existing client, a prospect, or is feeling a ton of uncertainty, right? And it's feeling a ton of, of uh, fear or something close to, at least anxiety about the current situation or where things are going. So I think you can you can go a long way in uh, in that and in fact uh, we're we're starting every conference call whether it's for a prospect or or with an existing client with with thank you for 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 the time and, and hey uh, first of all how are you and the family doing are are are, are you staying is everybody staying healthy mm -hmm. it's it's a that level of um, compassion and empathy is a gift and you know we daydream about. Daydream sounds like a positive. It's not all going to be positive, but we think about what does the the next normal look like. I'm hearing that term, and and I like it as far as not the new normal, and certainly not the old normal, but the next normal. And it's it's really leaning into this idea of being more caring and more thoughtful. And I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure the insurance industry could use a little more caring. Oh yeah. And thoughtful, oh. Right? Like, uh Absolutely. Yeah. Like on our best day going into this, we didn't have the greatest, uh, you know, rep reputation or perception maybe by the public. And, and I don't think this time is helping us necessarily either. So the more that we can do to continue to be ambassadors for a positive experience in the industry, I think it's our, our responsibility and our privilege, frankly, for being here. So um, it's, it's a fascinating defining time. It really is. It's, it, and I uh, think mm -hmm. I just, I see so many people showing up and middle managers that have become integral part of teams. And when the time is right, will be rewarded handsomely for their efforts because they're, it's not just that they're working, you know, seven to seven or eight to eight or whatever the, the wild hours are now that this whole work life thing has become like what? What is it now? What is it right now? I don't know. Um, the, the the work life thing has always been tricky for work work at home people. I see it with myself, and my girlfriend. We we tend to work longer hours. The the uh, the research is clear that most people do. Even crazier now that that most people don't even have the the delineation with with this is the hundred percent dedicated work I can do at home while the kids are at school. And this is the the some work that I can do after they're back or they're in bed or whatever. Now that there, there's no delineation at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and I think the there's a boundary, right? If you can draw it, great. If you can't, because you work in a position where you're fielding calls from claimants, or you're, I mean, there are very real twenty four seven jobs right now. We are essential as an industry for a reason. What we do is needed now more than ever. Um, but within, within the boundaries, when you can set them, you're allowed to not check your email at seven o'clock at night, even if your boss is emailing you because he or she has put their kids to sleep and that's when they have an hour to sit back down at the, at the computer. That's, 
that's okay for them and it's okay for you to say no. One of the things that just came up this week in conversation was we've now been five to six, maybe longer weeks in our current environment. If you haven't taken a day off, it's time to take a day off. And we ask ourselves, like, well, what would I do? What, like, what, why not just sit at yeah. the computer and work all day? The reality is we need the break. We need to reset. We need to refocus. Whatever, if it's not a puzzle, if it's not cooking, whatever the thing is that you've found you love during this time, or, or if you haven't found it yet, take the break. Give Netflix, yourself time to right? find like, it. Even, yeah. like, I think we're all hoping that, you know, our vacation schedule will be back on track this fall. I am too. And, and those days will be sacred then. But the reality is they may not. And you need them now. You need that day now. And so kind of leaning into that is, is really important um, because that burnout thing's real. So it's uh, managers burnout, employees burnout. We all do. We all have a, a breaking point. When you layer all this extra on top, all the extra worry, if you're stress level is normally a two or a three or a four after a glass of wine or before a glass of wine, it might be a six or seven. And for us to maintain a level six or seven right now for a long period of time, it's not physically healthy. And I'm not an expert in that area, but our body gives us great signals when it's time to take a break. And what I'm finding now is this great communication between managers and their managers. So managers and, and higher level executives, um, I was on a call with a woman who works on the benefit side of the business, and she's a friend. And I asked her candidly, how's it going at work? Um, what's the response been from leadership right now? Do you still feel the pressure? Are you still compelled to sell, even though this is not a sales environment right now? And she said, you know what? I know I'm working for the right firm because he asked me how I was sleeping and I'm, I'm spoiler alert, I'm going to write about this on LinkedIn because I think it's really powerful. How are you sleeping? And he knew chances are not well, right? Like who is sleeping well right now? I, I'm not. And I, you know, I, I'm a great sleeper on a good day. And I don't know why I'm staying up later than I used to and why I'm, my mind is going at 4 a.m. Those are not normal patterns for me. And then the more I talk with other people, they're experiencing it too. So we're all feeling this differently, but we're united in this interesting sleep issue. Well, for a manager or a leader to pinpoint that and then create a dialogue around that creates a level of understanding that supersedes an overdue renewal or an irate agent or an irate client. It's a connection at a human level, which is where we're all craving connection right now is understanding. Are you in this with me? Are we together? Because it's so much uncertainty is out there. So kudos to that manager who just gets it, right? Like you, you don't have to send 16 emails. You don't have to have a Zoom call that could have been an email. You don't have to force it to let your people know that you care and that you're there for them. So it's, it's fascinating to me. Hard times are, are most definitely where employee relationships are uh, made where, where employee loyalty let's put it this that way and i and i i'm usually talking about how generationally employee employee loyalty is dead uh but it is it, it, it's it's when times hard times and the 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 contrast between i just saw a bunch of people get downsized which luckily in our industry we haven't seen uh and what I'm seeing right now personally, Tony, in, in, in my day job with, 
with, with Jacobson were, were, were we haven't downsized anybody. The, 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 we now have and uh, every other week uh, video meeting with, with with the owners of the of the of the company and and uh, they've very much been been like we're fine, right? They, they've very much been supportive and and. Uh, It, let's, let's put it this way. We have a small department, uh, probably three or four people, that uh, who, whose job is to arrange travel for mm -hmm. our consultants that, that, I, that I place. Uh, well, we haven't had anybody traveling for a month now, right? A little bit over, over, over a month now. In a lot of companies, those people would have been downsized already. Mm -hmm. Instead, the strategy ha ha has been, uh, well, your job's going to change, right? But mm -hmm. we're, we're going to retrain you for where we need you today. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, that buys incredible loyalty, not only from those people, but from the rest of us that see that happening, right? Yeah. Uh, so and I, 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 re I report to, to, to a very high D uh, get it done former sales guy who grew, who grew, grew into being a, a, a sales leader. Uh, and he, he's asking us and, and me, uh, how are you feeling, right? This is not a normal question for, for his personality type. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's the right thing right now. And it yeah. definitely, uh, it, it start, start meetings and one-on-ones and catch-ups with, with, it's a crazy time. How are you feeling? I, I, how are you sleeping? Exactly. That that's it. It it definitely sets a much better uh, relationship, mm -hmm. uh, and will be the difference be, be, between uh, your uh, gaining tons of, of of employee loyalty or a lot of people, right? Like, like rats uh, running away from a sinking ship. The moment that 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 they have the ability, right? Right. You might not lose him right away because right now it'd be hard to, to make a move uh, unless it was already set up. But, but the moment things go back to normal, you could, you'll know whether you got this right or not. Yeah, no, you're right. And it will be interesting to see, I think about that from a client standpoint for an agent, you know, you, this is the time that you're really setting the tone once the doors open again and there's a choice again. Um, are they going to stay? Or are they going to go? And they're going to make that decision based on what's happening right now. So we have to channel all that energy and all of that. Um, I'd say reality, not optimism, but reality. I find, you know, anybody that's worked with me is tired of hearing me say, but I'll say it again. You got to meet them where they are. So you might sell insurance and they might manufacture a widget you got to figure out what you have in common and meet them there. And it's probably not insurance. So we want to come in and we want to save them 10% or beat the competition. And that's not the conversation that they want to have with us. So this is a really good time to find that commonality and meet them exactly where they are. Cause we're going through this together. Um, and you, you know, you know what, that is one huge advantage that one huge silver lining the entire planet is going through this together, right? And, and while 
it's shining a light on on a lot of the inequalities in 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 our country. And, and right, my quarantine is very different from from somebody who who lost a, a blue collar job because uh, because of of, the, of this mess. Uh, the people that I'm calling on are in the same situation as I am, and we now have an immediate point of of uh, to connect on. But you have yeah. to do it sincerely. Yeah. Right. No, and it's interesting. So literally this morning I, I posted on LinkedIn and I had had a rough weekend. I don't know, I don't know what it was, but I've been, I've been pretty okay. Honestly, like this is a precarious time, but I'm coming into this. I've always been a, a fairly optimistic, pragmatic person. And Saturday was just a rough day. And I shared that I was, I woke up feeling scared and mad and scared in a way. And I'll share this candidly because I think it's important for people to hear kind of the reality that while we're all experiencing it differently, we're actually experiencing it's real. You know, it's, this is, this is reality. And I'm scared that I'm a small business owner and this is my livelihood, right? And scared that all the good may have come before this time and what's to follow may not be. And that might be my reality. And then mad because I left a really good run on the corporate side. I was on a path, like I was on the track and now's a, newsflash, a really good time to be a rising manager and a woman as a rising manager. And I was not, I, I knew that when I left. And so I left and I stepped back and then I stepped back in, in a very different and very risky way. And I was mad because all my friends with their six figure corporate white collar jobs who are right now annoyed by the kids underfoot and the barking dog are still getting that paycheck every two weeks and still getting it's, that 401 They have the stability. Mm -hmm. And so their set of worries is very different than mine. Very valid. Mine are very valid. Yours are all valid, but different. And I was, I was really, it's the first time I've really been mad, which is an, an emotion that I wasn't expecting to, um, to feel because I had taken that chance. And now, you know, this is the reality. So I say that, A, because I, I think it's an important part of, you know, I, I am in our industry as well, right? Like it's not all just carriers and agents. There's a lot of us who are affecting change in a way that is not the traditional corporate, you know, big company with all that goes mm -hmm. with that. And it's a, a very different experience for all of us. So I love that you have a leader in your organization that right now is so keyed into that emotional intelligence that we talk about. I'm sure he's very technical and he knows the industry and he knows how to get deals done, but to be able to dial up the emotional intelligence right now is what's going to separate again, the managers from the leaders and also set the tone for what does this look like on the other side of it, right? Like we, we were teams going into this, we're teams right now and we're going to be teams on the other side. And what is that team are we going to be a happy family or are we going to be a dysfunctional family? And who knows, right? It, it could go um, any way at this point. But I'm finding um, people are starting to offer some solutions as far as like how to spice up Zoom meetings, how to continue to do team building. You know, how do you, how do you create chit chat and small talk in a Zoom meeting? You know, it's hard to do when you're not you're not a cubicle away or you're not in the same mm -hmm. proximity. Um, a woman in my network, Saya Hillman, is a, a facilitator for team building events and she's got virtual offerings, which I think are great. So like we don't want to hop on another Zoom call, but yet 
it's what we have right now. Um, and I'll say a caveat to that is like, newsflash, the phone still works. Somebody said that to me this morning and I'm like, you know, that's a really good point. Like instead of scheduling another Zoom call, just pick up the phone. It's not like I'm not here to answer it, right? Like it was, it seems so basic when, when she said it. Um, and then another, uh, I'm, I'm totally name dropping because these are women who like deserve all the opportunity right now because they're, oh, it, they're doing it, wonderful, yeah. wonderful work. Um, and Melissa Dinwiddie is another, she does graphic facilitation. So hang with me. You have a, a virtual meeting, maybe two or three or four people or a bigger team, maybe executive level, maybe strategy. And she's behind the scenes doing a graphic recording. So drawing the content of the meeting and then delivering that to you as a file, an electronic file, because we learn in different ways, right? Like there are going to be people that are on this call right now and are not looking at you and you think mm -hmm. they're on their phone and they're actually doodling because doodling is the only way that they're going to retain what you're saying. And there's going to be people that are prefer to have video off because they're just not comfortable. They'd rather be on the phone. And this is a huge leap for them. And so mm -hmm. the way we process information and take away um, the lessons is different for everyone. So she's offering this very, very visible um, option, which is beautiful. It's art on one hand, and it's also a great takeaway and leave behind that's presenting this information instead of in 17 PowerPoint slides in kind of one one cool way. So I love to see the creativity. I love that instead of people sitting on their hands, like I think a lot of, I'll just throw them under the bus. A lot of agency principals are like counting the days till we're done with this, till we can get butts in seats and, you know, back to business as usual. And there's going to be a lot of empty office space at the end of that, this. That, that's, uh, thank you. Thank you for reminding me of, of that because uh, I, it kind of slipped my mind, but, but, uh, so, I've got a friend, and in this case, not in the insurance industry, but but let's say, in in the industry very close to to similar to insurance, and mm -hmm. you know, dominated by by small offices with white collar workers that really could be working from home, and she had uh, she joined the firm, small firm, let's say 25, 30 people, uh, four years ago, right out of college, and that first no work from home at all. Mm -hmm. uh, then, uh, and again, in a very white collar job, so it. it, it really like she totally could done her her job from home then uh she was out for for a surgery and basically they gave her a laptop and and, and they said as you start recovering you can work from home right until you're ready to come back to the office so they started getting used to it before she literally had a desktop uh so so that was about two years ago and now uh as this mess uh so she was back in the office uh, normally most days uh as this mess started she lives with her with her mom uh, who is over 60, so high risk, right? Uh, so, so as soon as this thing started, she's like, I, I'm not coming in. I, I'm, I'm gonna work from home for now because because I'm putting my mom at risk if I come into the office. And, and they were okay with that. Uh, just I think last Thursday or Friday, she got a call from one of the partners, letting her know that they are not renewing the lease on the office. Right, and and this is not something they would have ever ever thought, but it just so happens that lease renewal is coming up, and right, it's probably gonna be a few months before they're back in the office. It just it makes more sense to get another office uh, once this mess has has moved on. Uh, what I realize, and I'm sure you realize, but they don't realize it. There, there's no putting this thing back in the bottle, right? Like what's gonna happen is is 
number one, you're going to realize that, that in your, uh, you're going to realize that you're not a restaurant. Like the, 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 the venue, uh, they rarely see, see clients, like, like just the type of business it, it, they're coming into the work that they could definitely do from, from home. Right. Is this, it's not a retail establishment where people come in nope. as for number one, the owners are going to realize that the office by in 2020, the office was just an expense. Uh, and number two, even if they don't, the employees are going to realize that they can go work for, for, for one of the many, 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 many small, small white collar businesses who are going to make that same realization. Right. Yeah. Uh, there is no putting the genie back in the bottle. A lot of, of, of small companies are, are just going to not have an office anymore. And medium and large companies are, are going to have a lot less people in the office every day. Maybe not shut down the office completely. But there's, no, there's no putting that genie back in the bottle. We, we've seen that it works. Yeah. No. And, and I know you've been such an advocate, advocate for it. I have been as well. I grew up, um, so to speak, in the industry working for Cincinnati Financial, Cincinnati Insurance. They've been work from home since their inception. So all their field, field folks always worked from home. All, back all, in. All, all, all the field people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they have yeah. the headquarters, right, for all the back office and leadership, but all of the frontline underwriting claims handling is all done in the field. They started doing that back when fax machines were new, back when you used to handwrite accord applications and deliver them to the post office. So they understood the value of it's not just about overhead, but it's about work-life balance and about proximity to the client. And it made good business sense for them. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, I've been very accustomed to this work from home lifestyle because it's been a part of my professional life for many years. A lot of companies are figuring it out very quickly to your point if i worked in commercial real estate this would be a very different conversation right correct now. and i would be talking about how do i convert i live and work in chicago i can see the skyline which is all office space that's vacant right now that's the reality what does that look like if i'm if i'm that property owner i'm thinking okay we've got to reimagine now it's work life now it's condos on the perimeter and a shared workspace in the courtyard, because what am I going to do with it? You know, this we've created, this is a fantastic opportunity, but it's also a problem, right? Like, like life is just going to look really different. Um, it's mm -hmm. it's going to change. So it's all about, I'm seeing these opportunities pop up right now. We're all working from home. I'm talking to you literally right now, sitting at my dining room table. This is not the best ergonomic setup. If I were here, for six months, this would, I'd end up with back pain and issues. And well, now there's an opportunity for a contract ergonomics expert to make house calls, not in COVID environment, but in the after, mm -hmm. right? To set you up and make sure that your, your desktop is at the right height and that your seat is perfect. That business likely didn't exist at that scale before. So there's going to be things that come from this that, that we just couldn't have fathomed in a good way. So I don't think it's all doom and gloom. It's just, it's going to be a transition, right? Like it's, it's going to be painful um, for some people. There's going to be people that don't want to work from home <laughs> flat out. Don't want to, you know, I like the balance. I like listening to my podcasts on the train in the morning. I don't want to work from my dining room table. Does our home look different in the future? You know, I live in a thousand square feet. I don't have a home office. Does the condo of the future have one bedroom, an office, and a living room instead of this 
hybrid space where you actually have dedicated office space because then 80% of the population is working from home. I don't know. It's, you talk about the genie in the bottle. I don't have the crystal ball. Um, but I think it's, it's going to create opportunity and a fresh way to look at what we do. It's really forcing the hand of a lot of people that, that maybe didn't want to go this route. Um, but here we are. And, and it works. It, it's we're, we're, the work yeah. gets done. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. the, the work gets done. Uh, things are moving forward. Uh, that that is uh, in the carrier side. That's one thing that that, that I'm hearing for, for, from the clients. Um, yeah, we managed to to go 100% remote. Yeah. Uh, it, it. It's definitely working in the short term. There's definitely things that are coming up. You know, onboarding. How do you? How do you? There'll. You'd know this being on, on your, where you sit from your perspective, but the interview process, you know, so much of the initial interview is being done remote. That's been a thing for a long time. Um, but what if that face-to-face -face never happens or, or happens once a year or very infrequently? Are we okay with that? There, there's going to be, emotional standpoint? there's going to be definitely an opportunity uh, to figure out the best practices and then train the companies on, on how to do it for for both interviewing and, and onboarding remotely, yeah. uh, and some of that we're gonna have we're gonna have to figure out, right? We just don't have the best practices yet. Maybe the tech world does, but but not for for business kind of in, in the more traditional side of, of, of the economy. So there's definitely gonna be an, an, an opportunity there. Uh, I, I am an optimist and I really think that we can build a better business world from here on uh, and one that, it, that is less based on early 20th century and mid 20th century technology and more based on, on the reality of life with 21st century technology. Mm -hmm. uh, I, it's, it's tricky. Yeah, it's it's tricky. And if you if you're a leader who's been in the leadership for 20 years, and you thought that you were gonna cruise to to the end, you might have to learn a lot of new skills. But that might push a lot of people to retire, especially in our in our industry. And young leaders might get a an early chance to 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 shine, uh, be, be, because they're they're more able to to do this. And, and there are things that definitely benefit from in person. I, I'm I'm not saying that that comp that that larger companies won't have any in in person uh, office mm -hmm. uh, strategic work benefits from being there in person. Uh, I I travel to Chicago once a month to 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 go be at Jacobson home office to to connect with everybody at home office. Uh, I'm missing being able to do that right now. Uh, there's definite benefit to building relationships in person. But then actually getting my, my job done, right? Being there every day just to get the job done. Yeah. So yeah. It, anyway, uh, it's, been, it's been a great discussion. Thank you, thank you so much. I would summarize it in basically <laughs> get comfortable talking feelings remotely uh, because that is what people need right now. And then get comfortable with, with remote leadership going forward. Uh, because that is what will be required in the in the new world in whatever form it takes. It'll be a lot more a lot more remote work, at least for for part of the time or most of the time. Uh, thank you so much for for joining me today. Thank you. It's great to be here.